gonna be on the same page. They're gonna be good and be clunk. They got that Taysom Hill. They got that boy Williams. He getting clunk too. And they also got the kid from TCU. You know, I mean, they got Hill. They got a bunch of running backs. Now to the task at hand. Hopped off the passenger side of my lap. Under my nuts was 200 racks. I know that you wish to speak about your sports games incessantly, but I am here for a different purpose. Welcome to the Sports Antidote. Episode number 176, the state of Alabama versus Radrick Davis and Jaden Daniels. What could go wrong here, right? I'm your host, Danny Bells. Thanks for joining the Sports Antidote here on one of the biggest episodes of the year. Every year, the LSU-Alabama Showdown. We somehow have this one every year. Spoiler alert, we will have it again. We're going to get into Radrick Davis, a.k.a. Gucci Mane. Why that is worth knowing anything about and what the hell does that have to do with Jaden Daniels? It wasn't Gucci Mane arrested in Georgia. Oh, yes, yes, I get it. All of that bro exotic coming on looking for number eight. Number eight for bro exotic, the drunk neighbor coming on. He does not disappoint as he partook in the sacrament. Once again, thanks for joining the Sports Antidote episode number 176. The state of Alabama versus Radrick Davis and Jaden Daniels. 36-29-1 against the spread is Danny Belts. Bro Exotic rocking an unbelievable 7-1 ATS with his seventh win in a row last week, going for number eight. I cannot believe where he went. Just when you think you have the woke equation and the church of woke figured out. Think again, pal. You don't have anything figured out. You don't think that, oh, almost did it. You don't think there's more than one orange team around here? <laughs> oh, and the drunk neighbor comes on to really hit home, as I said earlier. But he is not totally liquored up, just halfway, and then halfway beard up. LSU, Alabama, the biggest game nearly every year down here. One of the biggest games in the country, especially when both are relevant. People watch this game in the Midwest. They watch it out west. They watch it in Maine. They watch it in Nova Scotia. You wanna know how I know that? Because a couple people listen to this podcast in Nova Scotia, and I can actually see that. That's incredible. So the Anadotians, all the Anadotians, we just want to take a preemptive thank you for jumping into this one. This is going to be the biggest episode or audience we've ever had in show history, as the show has just exploded, as I was hoping and thinking it would. My cast, once again, does not disappoint, and that is what makes the restaurant so powerful, right? It's the sides and the sauces. The entrees are the same everywhere. I don't care what you say. You have the same grill, the same freaking grouper you put on that stove, same one the guy does across the street. What you do to it after that is what makes it different, and that's what makes this show different. With Tommy Bench, the young Woken, that bro exotic over here, the drunk neighbor. Coach Ed Ogeron comes on this show, as well as other people sporadically. We want to thank everybody for that. This is going to be a great one. We're going to jump right into it here. We do have a lot of picks and some leans, but I am going to ask you to do this one more time. That's a lie. I'm going to keep doing it. Reach out, touch a brother, 
and keep doing what you're doing and tell somebody about the Sports Antidote today. Follow us on Instagram at the Sports Antidote. I don't do Twitter anymore, but you can get up all on this Instagram, Mr. Producer. And you can dim the, dim the lights, dim the music, create the mood. You know, everybody knows. You know, I'm going to repeat something I said a while ago. And this will set the stage for what I want to talk about with Radrick. And then especially with Jaden. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you how I actually feel about Percy Miller. Master P, as a local down here, raised right outside New Orleans by about 15 miles, less than that. He was, a, I won't say a big influence in every young kid's life. But right around when I was 12, 13, 14, Miller was just absolutely blowing up. And I know everybody knows kind of the story about Percy Miller. I mean, he's bootlegging tapes, keeping hundreds of thousands of dollars in inventory to the cent. Every sale that he made, he knew where his P&L would ship. This guy knows how to run a business. You know how to keep $10,000 worth of inventory with bootleg tapes? This guy was, <laughs> he had it on lockdown, breaking the law while being unbelievably organized in his business platitudes. And also, while he moves forward, extending his reach to other areas, Master P getting into speakers, apparel, right? Shoes and shirts. He had his own record label, owned No Limit Records while he was a rapper signing a lot of other people. He's got into dealerships. Master P has his reach on an infinite level. He even got out of crypto before everybody got smoked. Everybody forgets that. Here's my point. If Master P was raised, if Percy Miller was raised instead of in the Calio project subjected to the public school system of New Orleans, which he was, and went to, let's say, Newman and was raised with two, let's say, I'll just make the most ludicrous example. Let's say this was the blind side, but happened a lot earlier. Yeah, I know the racial implications. I did, whatever. Again, if this is offensive. I, I'm, I'm not on the wrong side of the room here. But you take what he was born with and what he would be able to operate with later in life. Take all those clubs in that golf bag. There's a lot in there. And these are big berthas. This guy can smash in life. And you gave him the same opportunity as someone else, kind of like President Obama, going to the most expensive boarding schools on the planet in Hawaii and then ending up at Harvard, somehow on law review as a transfer. Never happened before, but yeah, whatever. I mean, it happened there. But don't ask no questions. Just give the money. Master P would have absolutely, and I, I'm telling you this, I'll die on this hill. He could have gotten through the Warden School of Business. I'm serious. If you already have the capacity to do these things with no proper business schooling and just teach yourself or inherently know to do things, given the proper instruction with the proper uh, the bandwidth this guy was already born with and had, I'm going to bet my life that he absolutely would. I mean, I think he gets out of it. I really do. The guy's unbelievably smart as Master P for the majority of his life, been worth half a, more than half a billion dollars. And none of that money comes from rapping. You don't make as much money from rapping, a lot more from, of course, producing. But all his other side ventures have led him to be one of the more successful business stories I've ever seen in my life. I don't care that he realized the profit margins was better in making crack cocaine and selling it, mass distribution, getting away from the small stuff. Yeah, that's a better business model with better margins. So he graduated to that. Do I agree with that? No, he did what he did. We'll say he did what he had to do. It doesn't matter to me. But I do know that he was very successful in every single thing he wanted to do. And that is with the F FBI, the DEA, on this man constantly. No arrests. You got to be smart to do that too. These guys are smart. When I mean these guys, I don't mean African-American rappers. I mean people in that certain situation. There's 
tons of white people doing the same thing with meth, right? It doesn't matter to me. But in this particular situation, I can almost guarantee that this would work out for him on that end. And I look at other people on the other end and I just go, who would fit that model? Gucci Mane pops into my head immediately for a lot of reasons. Roger Davis is an interesting dude. Now, he was born and raised in Bessemer, Alabama, which I spend a lot of time in. That's just a Metairie to New Orleans as Birmingham is to Bessemer, the same exact thing. A little farther out, but it doesn't matter. Much like Percy Miller, he would get caught up in the drug game at a very early age and had to grow up extremely early in his life. What catches me about Radrick isn't so much initially the lyrics or his accomplishments or what he's done or lack thereof or however you want to call that. It's his size. This is a big man. He's right around 6'3", 225, 230, all right? There's a picture of him standing next to Drake at one point. He's just, he's a big dude. Right now, the dude's down to like 215, I think, 210. Sidebar, he is absolutely ripped. He's probably around 8% body. He looks like a fitness model that is absolutely stacked and good for him for finding discipline in this effort later on in his life because that dude takes a lot of time into his diet in the gym. I guarantee you that. You don't look like this. Uh, by no work and no sacrifice, and he certainly would know a lot about both. Plagued with issues I can relate with, substance issues, mental issues, issues that distract you from what you actually are trying to do. Doesn't matter if that is a good or a bad thing. These things will get in the way, and he had a lot of things get in his way in that regard, aside from going to prison, which we'll talk to in a second, and the fact that I said I believe he has an extremely high IQ. I can't prove that, but we'll get into a couple Lyrics in a very particular song that we're going to talk about in particular. I didn't want to mention that earlier, but we're going to talk about the song Heavy. I've been playing it on Instagram a little bit. I've heard it a thousand times 10 years ago when it came out or 15 years ago, but I really got into the lyrics and understood there's some things here I believe that are a little larger than as the song would implicate. And as I said, we will be getting into that. A long time ago, I believe early January in 2011 is when a judge ordered the Atlanta rapper, Gucci Mane, to have the psychiatric hospital, basically evaluation to undergo tests, mental competency, all things like that. Fulton County Superior Court Judge John Goger Monday allegedly nailing him for violating the terms of his probation according to a transport order. Three years after that, on December 3rd, 2013, almost a few days after the fact, he was charged in federal court with two counts of possessing a firearm. According to the federal prosecutor, Maine was in possession of two different loaded guns between the 12th and the 14th of September 2013 and could be sentenced up to 20 years in federal penitentiary. Well, we know that that didn't happen. You want to know why? Let's ask Gucci. Why is that, bro? Yes, they tried to Michael Vick him. So he gave his lawyer... $500,000 and politely said, come and get me from this place. Take me away. Take me out of here. He did not spend 20 years anywhere because Radrick has money and money will get you out of jail somehow. And he was out relatively quick. An expedited sentence. They even counted some time that he was not under house arrest and or not able to be free even against that sentence. So he got it pretty good as opposed to what could have happened as this could have ended Horribly, I was talking to a family member of mine who was one of the biggest defense attorneys now in the state of Louisiana, and he told me his take on this, wildly interesting, almost had him back on the show to talk about it, but now that he's in larger court cases, sometimes getting in front of the United States Supreme Court, that might happen again 
Most people will go their whole law careers not even with this thing, right? This guy might go in there again before he's 50. Unbelievable, but he couldn't come on. It's a shame, but I did have some tidbits that I'll just kind of throw in. But in order to understand everything that I'm going to say with the introduction I just gave, you're going to need to understand this song heavy, why it's important, why this pertains to Jaden Daniels, why this pertains to the LSU game with Alabama. So let's start off from the top and we'll just go on through it. Reading lyrics like a classic white boy from the suburbs. Kenner, Louisiana, America City, says it on the billboard. Must be true. Everybody knows this. Ah, yes. Can't you picture this right now? Radrick is trying to execute a procedural cook. Right, we're going to make some crack here in this kitchen or whatever. And his significant other just won't leave him alone. I think we all can relate to this. This has nothing to do, real quick, off the record with Jaden Daniels. But I think we all know what it's like to sit there and do something that you know exactly what you need to do. And some woman is barking over your shoulder. See, we can all relate to him off the bat. That's the first lyric in this jam. But don't worry, we're going to keep going and it'll make more sense as we go down the line. Not quite the 10 crack commandments, but, you know, he's letting you know what he's doing. Some little operational insight on how this looks. You know, the color, the presentation of what we're doing here. This matters. I know a lot about that. All this is, is his, this is his 36 slide closing deck. This is a presentation. His final product is the same as mine when it's all said and done. So I can kind of appreciate that. Yeah, see, he missed the timing wasn't right for his boys here. And so instead of having them just hang with him, right, we're going to go ahead and just take them all out and have one of the largest collective groupie followings of all times. So, hey, if you can afford this, this is a great move. And I also, I also wish, wish that I could bring a bunch of hype men with me when I'm in sales meetings and just have them after I lay down a good, you know, transition and be like, oh! you like that be like and one sales and i start like crossing people behind the back and like making them look over here touching this guy's ass so i'm like what's that oh don't worry about what i just said it's totally fine everybody knows this but you see now we're starting to get into a lot more serious deliberations as this continues to move forward should i rob him or should i serve him you know the rules. Well, I'm not going to sit here and explain the difference between those two. I do understand what the rules would be here if you go back and read, as this reads pretty, pretty straightforward, especially if you're aware you need to be when you're reading it. What I'm trying to get at is here is as this jam goes forward, he starts to discuss things getting not just heavy, but heavier. And that's what I want to touch base on as this begins to be more serious, I guess, is the floor is heavy, is what he says. Everything is heavy. Gucci bag full of cash, heavy. Everything heavy. And if you read what he's saying, you can clearly see that it's not the weight of the money that he's talking about. It is the weight of the same type of pressure that we all see. As a successful drug dealer running a business, you're still going to have some of the same issues on the on the main line, as a guy running a dry cleaner over here, completely legal within the jurisdiction of police and IRS and all these things you need to do, there's not much of a difference. 
but you can start to begin to see how the cell's getting a little smaller on him. The floor is heavy. Why would you say the floor is heavy? There's a lot of things he's describing as we go through this, which to me is letting his audience know that the pressure of everything that he's doing is just getting to the point where he can't carry it any longer. He has accumulated so much money over his business dealings that he has old bread. His money's going stale. Last June hasn't spent business is booming. But the reason business is booming is because he's running a very, very unbelievable business. But even while this is happening, the pressure of all this is becoming too heavy as he's telling you exactly what this feels like. <clears throat> am I over overthinking, looking too deep into something? Probably so. But am I? I don't know. I wasn't looking to do one on this. I had heard this a couple years ago and I had written it down, but I didn't think I'd actually make it to here. The situation would need to present itself, but this one is beyond perfect to me. I'm going to play the last, the last part of that jam on here right now. It's the core, it's the hook, and I want you to listen to it because most of the stuff I just played and chopped up is all going to be right here, but he's going to tell you the whole thing of why this is heavy, what this feels like, and this is what it sounds like. That right there goes a long way with me. I've never actually read into these lyrics before, but I think this is one of the more powerful choruses you may hear, one of the better hooks, and you may not even know what's there. I'll read it for you. Heavy, real heavy, it feels heavy. Somebody help me, my neck hurt, my chain heavy. Heavy, door heavy, flow heavy, Gucci bag full of cash, it's so heavy. <laughs> Do you think that really is all about just money and jewelry? It might be. I don't really think that it is. Listen, I can't land it. I go get it. He even says, listen. In other words, I can't land it. It's not going to come to me. I need to go get it. When's the last time you've heard a preface word like listen in a rap? You don't hear that too often spoken, that person like that. My ego getting big. It's too heavy. My head getting too big. It's so heavy. Somebody help me to tote this cash around, it's too heavy, and then he drops it again at the very end, heavy. Now, if you think that that's all just the shenanigans in which this man would be accused of by the cops and or the shenanigans of things that typical rappers would talk about, whether it's real or fake, I don't know. But when I look at this, I feel the burden of a man that is overwhelmed, and I know a lot about that, and so do you. And it doesn't matter, as I said, dry cleaner, slinging crack outside the trap, don't matter to me, it's all the same. You'll have the same business problems at some point. Cash flow, inventory, these are all things. Distribution, marketing, all of it. What is going on with Minyama? Oh, and can't forget freight. Which one of you cucks is picking that up? Because it ain't us, pal. It's heavy. It's all heavy. We all know what that weight feels like no matter what capacity, whether that's personally or professionally, we all understand that. And when it comes to pressure, I'm not sure it gets ratcheted up any higher than a college football quarterback, especially now 
not now, but even back then where there was no NIL. And a lot of these guys know they're never going to make all this big money. And these guys take these games way more serious than others. If you know you're not going to have some pro career, it's going to be a little different your senior year than a guy that knows he's going to play for 10 years. I can't prove that, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. All this young man has done is the right thing since he's come to LSU's campus is Jaden Daniels. Every single thing off the field he has done is what you need to do to be where he is now. The silent leader. It's very difficult to assume this role because in order for people to buy into a silent leader, you're going to have to already believe in his ability. So in order for that to happen, you're going to have to prove that you have the ability. Proof of concept. I can play. This is why they came and got me. Well, I think he's done that. Yeah. Then you have to have the coaching staff also buy into the fact that this is a silent leader. He's not a rah-rah guy. He's always smiling, not look like he's taking it serious. That's his personality. We all know that. But it's going to be heavy on Jaden right now. Now, it was heavy on Gucci in a different way. It's going to be heavy on Jaden in a different way than it was me or you. Jaden's going to go to the NFL. Jaden gets good NIL. That all plays right now. Trust me. This may have looked different. If Jaden Daniels, 10 years ago, stays at Arizona State, I don't think he's getting drafted anywhere. Maybe he'll get a tryout. He wouldn't get nearly where he is now. Of course, he wouldn't have nearly the talent that he has around him. But all these things, not making any money in NIL at that point, it's going to be different. In the first game against his team, we all know what happened. Daniels was spectacular. And he already had a couple big games coming into that one, and that threw him right in the middle of the Heisman race. And he's done it again this year, really. Started off higher. He dropped down because of LSU's undoings, not his. And now he's right back in it with two losses, and so is LSU. The way that Jaden Daniels has dealt with this heavy, and it can't get any more heavy. How can it? You got national championship aspirations before the season. You lose to Florida State again. You blow a lead at Ole Miss. Most people are already packing it in. This is heavy. Everybody looking at the transfer to come help. Everybody looking at the new coach. What's going on? Paying you all this money. People act like this team sucks. They have two losses. Go look at them. They're not bad losses at all as far as who and where. So, of course, naturally they'll get blown out in this game because this is heavy. Going back to Alabama. We're going to beat them again? How is that possible? It's quite possible. And the odds makers agree it's very possible. But this entire game, and not to offshoot anything you may hear, anything the drunk neighbor's about to say, if Jaden Daniels does not have a great game, they do not win. I am assuming that the heavy nature of it all on this guy's shoulders right now can still execute at the highest level of manager. Because make no mistake, if he does not, they could lose by 50. He throws a couple picks or something early. It's not going to be good, but he's not. He's not. They need to force Alabama in that situation, and I think they can. I don't care about down and distance. I care about early scoring. LSU gets up early. It puts Alabama in a very actionable position they do not want to be in. Can he deal with the weight? Can he deal with the actual heaviness of this game and everything that comes with playing for this school against that one in that city in this game because it gets no bigger and I don't care what anyone says I'll go look at the Neeson ratings every year even when LSU's not good it still captures a majority of the country when they're both good everybody watches everybody the history with the coaches and everything it's just too good the proximity the amount of players you send to play on Sunday aka everybody that puts on a uniform 
It's the game of games every year, and you're going to get it this year. Only problem is I don't think you're going to have what you want. I don't think you're going to get the low score and nonsense. I think you're going to get the very same thing when the same heaviness was on a different man's shoulders just a few years ago. Having a dream season, but can he do it versus Bama? It's too heavy for Joe. It's too heavy for Burrow. Chain too heavy. Gucci bag full of cash. Too heavy, is it? Wasn't for him. Pretty light. Is it too heavy for Jaden? No, I think he can carry more than Burrow. That's right. I'll tell you something else. I think he's a better college quarterback than Joe Burrow. Yeah, I do. I've seen enough. I don't need to see anything else. He turns it over less and he runs better. Burrow throws it better, but not a thousand times better. Because what Daniels does with his legs almost accounts for a whole nother a bag of golf clubs in itself. Because he's not a guy that just gets away for the first down. He'll just go the whole way. Like a Michael Vick or a Kaepernick. Start getting 70-yard runs on your ass. It ain't too heavy for him. And it ain't too heavy for this team. The odds makers agree with everything that I'm saying. Because this is about to dip under two in it. This is about to dip under three. And when that happens, you will know two things. One... You're late. But two, it's not the public that's driving this one. No. The money's already came in on LSU. When it was five and a half and I told you about it. And like an idiot did nothing. But it doesn't matter to me because I think we're not going to have to worry about any of that. You know what I'm saying? What do we got here? LSU plus the three and a half. We talked about that. We talked about that. On the Sunday Sickness, LSU over 28 and a half team total. Adding that, they're going to win this game and cover this. I just don't know how they're not going to have to score 30 something points, and I'm pretty sure they can. LSU minus five and a half plus 230, the first alternate line of the year. That's going in as well. I think if they win, it has to be by more than a touch. Probably being a little cut by not just doing seven and a half, but that might be a little ridiculous. <laughs> five and a half is good enough for me there. LSU, last time we are all over them was against Florida State. But a lot has changed since then. Boston College, a lot has changed here too. Open up a three and a half point favorite. We got it up on there appropriately and timely. Then it goes down to three. Now two and a half, now two. Goes back up to three. Very scary. Starting to cross over that two and a half and three a little too liberally for me. But we have Boston College plus the three and a half. I don't think the hook makes that big of a difference, but in a low total game like this, in conference, you're always going to want that advantage. I'm just saying, buy it there if you can. We clearly think Boston College is going to win the game. Texas Tech TC over 58 and a half. I got up to 59 and a half and sits there right now. Kansas State opened up at seven. Seven. And we didn't do anything about it. And then got it at four and a half like an absolute cuck. But we'll take what we can get. Kansas State at Texas plus the four and a half. Added yesterday on Instagram. Cincinnati, UCF. I've been talking about Cincinnati inducing overs, or overs, overs on the low. On the low they have been. They keep turning the ball over inside their own inside their own territory. Makes for a great over every single time. And UCF is a walking dumpster fire. Please don't let with that Oklahoma game still cloud judgment. They have no defense. And there's a reason why this no offense Cincy team is dealing with such a high total. Because UCF has absolutely no defense. And this is going to go way over. And while I'm here... Let's talk about something that probably is not going to go over, and that is the Tennessee team total. Look, right now, Tennessee team total 17 and a half minus 108. 
There's no way this is gonna be 17 and a half when this kicks. No way. But you can get that right now. In the poker game of life, looking at Will Levis, I call. Oh, I call. I call. Let's see him. If you got him, I'll give the money. Under 17 and a half. I want to see the Tennessee Titans do this to the Pittsburgh Steelers now. I want to see that bum take his ass over there or wherever this game is. I should know that. I don't care. I want to see it be replicated. I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it's in Pittsburgh. Tennessee Titans, under 17 and a half. If you think Will Levis does this again, I mean, 17 and a half is nothing. You can trip on that, right? Take the over. It's so easy. On the record, Tennessee Titans, under 17 and a half points. My ass, that's happening again. Recap, LSU plus the three and a half, over 28 and a half, minus five and a half, plus 230. Boston College plus three and a half, Texas Tech TCU over 58 and a half. K-State plus four and a half, Cincy UCF over 59 and a half, Tennessee under 17 and a half. It wasn't too heavy for Gucci. It ain't going to be too heavy for Jaden. And don't let it be heavy on your thumbs. Make the bet. You know who to take. Just collect the money. Has anybody seen Bro Exotic? Well, that's a bit of a problem. Looks like it's you who's in need of a gender education. We must try not to get canceled. Prepare to be canceled! Wow. I hope you're prepared, Mr. Bro. Bro Exotic joins the sports antidote. What's going on, bro? Uh, what's going on, dude? Bro Exotic, uh, Vice Pope of Cow, Church of Woke, or as people are calling me lately, uh, Mr. October. Uh, mm. No no offense to Reggie Jackson there, hashtag BLM, but we're, uh, we're Ted cruising uh, through the season, checking privilege and picking winners. Wow, what's going on, dude? You're checking a lot of privilege. I think it's great. Uh, nothing much, man. I'm just happy to be here. I mean, the streak is alive. I mean, another unbelievable victory. Air Force will not be denied against the reverse Confederacy. Uh, it just did not happen. And the woke equation looked like the holes in it were going to finally show themselves, but they did not because it corrected itself like the matrix. Yes, because so. just like in the in the work equation in the CO2 variable, yes. uh, it was snowing pretty hard. And we all mm. know we all know that that's because of climate change, dude. And that's what climate really pulled change? the Air Force through. There's no arguing this. Everybody knows this. It's climate Everyone change. knows this. The reason why you're, yes. And that's why CO2 is in the woke equation. We're going to come back to that at the end of the show, bro. Is I have a little, uh, I have a little stat for you, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. But. Let's keep on the uh, keep on the grind though. Here we'll save that for the end, bro. You're going for number eight. I gotta be honest. I, I haven't seen this one in a while. We're getting closer to ten, which is when it really starts to become a thing. Clearly, the woke equation firing on no cylinders because it's uh, clearly you know carbon neutral. But what are we looking at here? I'm gonna pass the mic to my right. But just what, what are we doing here? Because I'm very excited. We're all excited. Where, do, where are we going? Yeah, dude. So this uh, this pick of uh, of cows, church of woke. Uh, it directly has to do with with Donald Trump and the Confederacy. I knew uh, it. Yeah, I, knew dude, it. I mean, look, just like, you know, Trump has been winning on his own this whole time. Dude, like, you know, King of the Magonites, the orange man himself. You know, Trump is Trump is betting on his own team total. At this point, Wait, you know, can I interrupt the nom- you right now, bro? What's that? Are you really going to do this without telling me? Oh, yeah, dude, we're, we're going to uh, we're, we're going to. But I'm just saying, you, are you talking about you're going to be betting? Syracuse orange man against Boston College. You're doing no, this. it's gonna be we're going with the other orange team, dude. We're gonna go with there Tennessee. is no other orange team. We're gonna go with the Tennessee team total here. That is an orange team. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going Syracuse and we were going with the, the angry MAGA. The 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 red man, orange man. 
Yeah, dude. No, we're gonna go with the uh, the the other uh, orange team of attrition. Uh, we're gonna go with Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> orange team of attrition. <laughs> what Tennessee? So what? for the first time ever, Cal is taking a team total over. Oh, holy shit! Yeah, it dude. has to be an under, an under, right? Oh uh, no, we're taking we're taking this over, dude, for a good reason too, dude. Because look, I mean, look at at Cal Church of Woke. We are we 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 are we are very woke, as as you are aware. <laughs> Very. But we we also are very rational, dude. And we'll look, we we look at we look at the world, man. We look how how the orange man Trump is, you know, betting on his own team total really at this point to win the nomination. He doesn't even bother to show up to road games for debates. He sets up his own home field home field advantage everywhere he goes. Uh, I mean, it, it, he's establishing a really good run game all over the country. Very solid run game. The ground game is punishing. Yes. And Cal thinks that Tennessee is going to be running the ball all over connecticut just like djt has been doing it the past few months dude and look i mean we're, t- we're talking about connecticut we're talking about yukon here dude look the state of connecticut there's 64.6 percent white in that whole state dude how much privilege can we really put up with here yukon 52.4 percent white all right dude look yukon sounds like it's short for the university of the confederacy dude so we're gonna fade the yukon federacy <laughs> oh there it is we're gonna University fade the UConn Confederacy. Confederacy, and we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna see you. Yep, Confederacy, UD, bro, or you can you confed, you con too, you confed, bro. And we're gonna fade that dude because we're not about we're not about that privilege, dude. You know that's all set up in the woke equation. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, wait. So does Jim Moore have anything to do with the woke equation, or he's just kind of on the side, Jim Moore Jr. Like, he's not a part of. He's just here. He's not like an accessory to the crime, right? Or he's no. been privileged since the womb. Uh, I guess he. I guess he has been quite privileged. Yeah, he See, was. It, it, sense. it just makes more. It makes sense when you think about the white privilege in the woke equation. So last week, obviously, carbon emissions play a huge role, but this week we're going back to good old fashioned racism with white MAGA people. We're going to the well. Right, dude. I mean, and if you look at the, the if you look at the team picture of Tennessee, uh, there's a white guy in there. It looks like a dot in, in in a in a black screen. So Tennessee is not white at all. This is why they win. Yeah. So we're so that they're you know that their lack of privilege, uh, and clearly the state of Connecticut. I mean, nevertheless, UConn. I mean, their their obvious privilege here uh, is gonna uh, it's gonna be be in not in their favor this week, dude. I really do I was think just that- in that state, bro. Watching a concert, Kenny Loggins, you may have heard, with Boston Dan. I got to tell you, in the in the place where the WNBA team plays in a casino, the Mohican Sun, I didn't see any anyone of color in the concert in Connecticut as well. I'm I'm tend to agree with you here. This is this is pretty wild. There's a lot of white people uh, for UConn state and team. Way too many, correct? Yeah, I mean, this is this, absurd. Yeah, UConn has a lot of white U concerts. So yeah, I I really uh, <laughs> I I can see where you're going with that. Um, but yeah, dude, we're just, uh, we're, we're just, we're, we're sick and tired, dude, of the privilege that they, uh, that they boast. And we're going to go ahead and, uh, we're going to think that Tennessee is, is just going to, it's going to really start to clap on that. And, uh, we're, we're really liking this team total over 40 and a half. 40 and a half, ladies and gentlemen, bro exotic. One time he does two in a week, hit them both. Doesn't matter. He caught up for the week that he missed. Sometimes he comes in with NFL, not all the time, but this time a team total against a team that is primarily white, this does check out on our end, bro. Not that it has to, because our minds are too feeble to understand the, the entirety. But we're with you at the base, so we get it. 
So go ahead and warm it up, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, we'll all be on Tennessee over 40 and a half. And really, if you don't make the bet tonight, then I can't let you around my kid. Uh, speaking to the antidotions here, bro, exotic, because clearly, and no offense to you, as I know this is a thing you may be into, but you have to respect my respect my privilege by not wanting my daughter in the trans drag show. I have to feel if you're not taking the over here that you would take her to a trans drag show. Albeit you would too, but that's different. Yeah, a little different, but uh, I can see where you're coming from, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you get it. You you do have understanding within the woke equation to my side. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know the nice. woke were uh, the woke were very passionate, but uh, we're <laughs> rational people. You right. know. You said that several times. I, I mean, I think the general consensus is we think that you're not rational, but clearly something's rational. You haven't lost since Labor Day. So uh, until anyone else does that, then they can say this type of thing. And until then, you can keep saying whatever you want on here. So. As far as I know, you're the best handicapper in North America. I don't know what seven divided by eight is, but it's high. Or whatever you find out that average. See how dumb I am? But, bro, it's a pretty good percentage. We can say that. So we're, we're going to be shooting. If you can win this one, boy, this is going to be huge. But Tennessee team total over. Bro, I'm just a little excited. I'm talking a little too much, I think. But I'm, I'm excited for number eight. Is there anything else we should know about the woke equation or anything that we should know in general? Uh, no, dude. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's very, it's very straightforward, dude. We nice. Just, uh, nice. We Sometimes just, the complexities you know, of the woke equation we don't understand. Us. Well, no, it is very complex. I'm just shortening it down for you. Uh, it's, yes. you know, it's, it's very simple for us. Basically, it's just uh, putting in the uh, the Yukon Confederacy, Yukon Confederacy, uh, into the uh, the privileged side of the uh, the woke equation, and then once we plug in the other variables, which really don't mean anything to you, we really get. Right. Uh, a big, uh, a huge win, a huge turnout for Tennessee and their team total, I predict over 50. Yeah, I mean, why not? And I mean, I, I think there's a few other things here, but we don't need to touch on that as far as UConn. A lot of reasons to bet against them the more I think about it. Yes, this is very interesting. So we'll see what happens here, bro. We're all behind you. We got your back. We'll be making the bet. So, I mean, as far as I know, you're going to win again. You may not ever lose again. I don't know. I mean, at this point, who knows? Yeah, it's yet to be seen, dude. Yeah, well. And, and guess what? Even if it doesn't work out, we'll probably see you next week anyway, but I'm sure it is going to work out. Bro Exotic is 40 and a half, a team total, the first one ever. The church will, oh, bro, before you go, here's what I wanted to bring up. There's been some confusion uh, amongst the Anadotians questioning me, actually sending me text messages about something that came up recently. Is Sal, the school of woke, is that a division under the parent cow or are they equals? It's kind of a division of itself, dude. It's actually we're trying to turn that into a um, into a college division. Just wait, okay. wait till that wait, wait till that happens. Wait, wait till Sal enters the SEC. Is there a chance we could be betting on Sal in the SEC? Oh, there's a big chance, dude. Every oh, there's week. So, there's so much privilege to be canceled in oh, the SEC, dude. You should start with the drunk neighbor. He looked very privileged today. Let me tell you. Uh, uh, but I, uh, yeah, well, his white privilege. I, well, I can let never... me tell you the playoff committee is going to change once Sal enters the SEC, dude. Oh, I can gonna only be, imagine who's going to be. They're on that going board. to be perennial playoff contenders, dude. Perennial. Wait, is the woke pope? He has to be on that board, that committee, right? Of course. <laughs> of course, he is. It's, he is the committee. Yeah. Oh, there's going to no be committee. great. So we're going to see Stanford the get into the playoffs. Maybe some Cornell, or maybe even your alumni. Oh, Columbia. we will. We will pansexually woke dance ourselves into the playoffs every year, dude. I think it's great. I can't get enough of this. And neither can the Anadotians. Well, bro, Exotic, we have your pick. We're going for eight. 
we have our reasoning. Somehow it's around Trump. We don't really know. There's no districts playing here from senators in Connecticut and everything. But the woke equation is like the Bible almost, you know. It's just whatever chapter you're in will lead you a certain direction. I was hoping for a little bit of district math in here, but I just, this doesn't play. So you're not forcing it. See, I force what I do in my equation. It doesn't work. But anyway, Bro Exotic, an amazing rip on your end. Well, I'll be pulling for Tennessee to score 41 or more points. Yeah, dude. Um, and then, um, go ahead. Yeah, didn't you, uh, I'm sorry, before we were talking, didn't you have some, uh, you had a question about uh, Bruce Hard, right? Oh, I, I, I did. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. We need to bring this up. So I, I, what we don't understand here is here you have a man that's very woke and very he's he's in he, he's, he's got a lot of stock in that department and he calls a black man a, a quote retard end quote. Look, I know this is a tough decision for you guys, but you're going to have to be very objective with us here. Be, you know, very honest. This certainly has landed him on cancel review at minimum. Right. I mean, you got to be looking into this. Well, look, dude, when you talk about the woke equation and cancellation, dude, like when it, when it comes to, to Chris Broussard, dude, well, on, under the privileged variable, he simply is not applicable. So, like, <laughs> but we have to keep in mind that when he was, uh, he's a very outspoken Christian. And, uh, you he's know, a when, woke uh, Christian. Yeah, when Jason Collins, when he was coming out as gay, dude, and he had a lot of, uh, lot of opinions about that, dude. Um, I don't know, man. A lot of that might have to get in there. Uh, I think that plays into Me Too. It's really going to be a Me Too thing versus his lack of privilege. So we're going to have to see if he's going to be canceled. I'm not really too sure at this point, dude. But uh, we don't like that language, dude. We don't like that language of the R word. I cow no. church broke. So um, I don't know. I think it's safe to say that Chris Broussard, he's on council review. Nope, that's uh, all not, we needed to hear. Not yeah. canceled uh, completely, dude. Uh, we still have to have his privilege under review. Yes, if he we has do. any to speak of. Well. I'm sure that that'll be on the docket next week. Uh, we'll get into a couple more things. We're not done with Sal. I have some ideas for their mascot. And, boy, we're going to make a lot of money when this happens. But, anyway, Bro Exotic, thanks for popping on here. Anything you may want to close with? Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, no joke. Stay woke. Hashtag uh, fade the Yukon Federacy. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next week, dude. Hashtag Yukon Federacy. Everyone knows this. We'll see you next week, bro. Bye, right, bro. Cheers. Oh, well, a very familiar sound and a very familiar, unfamiliar sight. The drunk, this is, I'm going to paint this picture for you guys. This man has brown water in a snifter. You would think this is Graham and Yeh, but he, he doesn't do that. He's drinking the real man stuff. Elijah Craig. <laughs> Elijah Craig with a Miller Lite. This guy is ready. We're going to get, this is the drunk neighbor. This is it. Been ready for that. I mean, you've been waiting for this game all year. He's taking a sip of that whiskey. He's not slamming it. Taking his time, just how I like it. Come on, step in here. What do we got here? Bama by 50? Why are we even going to watch the game? Why? I mean, why would we? I mean, it, we've already saw the college football rankings, the playoff rankings come out. Missouri's already ahead of LSU. <laughs> Alabama's already in the top eight. So we're going to make sure that we can make this as easy of a possibility, an uh, easy road to get in. I mean, they got a home game this week against LSU. That, that should be a, a wipeout. No chance. Well, guess what, college football playoff committee let me steal a line from my good friend bro exotic prepare to be canceled because lsu is coming
You want to talk about the game, or do we want to sit on Grander some more? Yeah, I kind of like where we're going here. <laughs> I just thought it was great. Grander's fine, man. We can talk about the game. I'm laughing. I'm trying not to cloud the microphone with my face because it's hilarious. So we have here LSU is down to a three-point favorite. You don't you watch the number like dog. anybody else. Three-point dog. You watch the number like anybody else. You're not surprised it's here. We think it's going to get under three, and it probably will. What are your initial – my question for you is without, of course, Daniel's going to have to play great. I mean, he's not going to be able to come in here and wing it. I want to talk, at least from my end, the LSU defense. What do you expect with all these injuries? Listen, there are a lot of injuries. There's a lot of injuries, and it's a little concerning, you would think. Where did I put my notes? Shit. Uh, I I do this all the time. It does not matter. I don't need them. Because let me tell you, we already know that Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut are too stupid to get themselves on the field, which is so frustrating. Two cornerbacks that you brought in to be your starters, too stupid to get on the field, especially on the biggest game of the season. But then you have Zy Alexander try to bring back an interception for a touchdown at the end of half against Army, and he's hurt, so he's out too. So you're down three of your transfers, and let's take it all the way back to spring where our transfer J.K. Johnson from Ohio State breaks his leg. So all four transfers that you brought in are out. Well, I mean, this is where we are. And then (laughs) Makai Wingo, probably your best defensive lineman, is out for the next six weeks, basically the rest of the season, unless LSU goes on a magical run. And let me tell you why I think they can. Let's hear it. So when you come to LSU, you set yourself up to play in games like this. And I think it... Being a freshman, you have a little bit more of the, that's why I came here. I'm, it wasn't a business decision to come here. It wasn't, you know, I, I, I just need a place where I can immediately get on the field. You come to LSU as a freshman, as a cornerback, knowing that you can play in games. I mean, look back, I think it was 2016, 2017, Johnny Manziel comes into Tiger Stadium. And Rashard Robinson mans up against Mike Evans and shuts him down. Yeah, 130-pound Rashard Robinson. There's, I, I could go through this all day. We've always had freshmen that can show up in big games. I do actually believe that LSU is going to be just fine on defense. I know the Makai Wingo sounds like it's really rough. Jordan Jefferson has been the best defensive, actually statistically the best defensive tackle that they've had all year. We also have our boy Mason Smith playing better and better each week, having a full week to recover, a week plus the whole second half of the Army game to recover. You also have Andre Sam playing much better. Major Burns playing much better. And I'd actually be more concerned if I lost my safeties than I would be if I lost my cornerbacks, which we did. Not to mention you had uh, your best defensive back um, get cancer before the season started as well. So you've lost a lot, but guess what? I believe that LSU is going to step up. I do not believe in Jalen Milrow. I've gone back and watched pretty much every game this year. The end of that game against Tennessee, it's not that they he did some miraculous comeback. It's that the defense held them in the red zone, three straight possessions in the first half, and then they didn't score in the second half. So don't tell me that he's going to be able to keep up with a high-scoring offense because this is what we really are looking at. We're looking at Jaden Daniels, the guy that we're all believing in now, that we've always believed in on this podcast, but the guy that won that game against Missouri after taking the <laughs> cheapest of shots, gets back in the game with bruised ribs, runs him down the field, 
scores a touchdown in their place, but that's okay because Missouri is still ranked higher than LSU, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. That, that This is just setting up the show. Georgia actually did play somebody, by the way, but we'll, we, we don't have to talk about that today. This is LSU week. <laughs> it so, is. So when we're looking at where LSU matches up really well, I, I think Alabama's offensive line is just not good. It is not the Alabama offensive line that you grew up on. Uh, they've given up more sacks than anybody other than four teams in the whole country. I can't name all of them, but I do know one of them is Old Dominion. So when, oh, you're, yes. when you are in the company of Old Dominion, don't tell me that you're not gonna, that LSU is not going to be able to get a stop here or there. That they're not going to be able to force Jalen Milrow into throwing an interception or fumbling a football. We're going to run less corners out there. You're going to have your freshmen out there, but you have Harold Perkins playing like a what they're calling the nickel Sam. So that's taken up one of those spots. He can either be in coverage or he could be blitzing. They're not going to spy Jalen Milrow all game. No. They won't need to because they are going to get home with four. And I don't think that Jalen Milrow, if that pressure keeps surmounting on him, because LSU undoubtedly will take the ball if they win the toss, because they do that every single time. It's a Brian Kelly thing. Or they'll kick to us if they win the toss. So LSU's getting this ball to start. And guess what? They're going down, and they need to score quick, and they need to jump and take that crowd out as quickly as possible. And I think if they make this kid play from behind, it, number one, takes some of the pressure off of your defensive backs. Number two, puts all the pressure on this quarterback who has been very up and down. Has not looked... If you watch that Ole Miss game that he played in that game, he was completely awful. Uh, he looked like he yeah. couldn't hit water if he fell out a fucking boat. Looked like he had money on the game. Yeah, and then uh, Arkansas, same. He looked absolutely awful. And we know both those defenses are not any better than LSU's defense. I mean, I mean you saw the shootout that we had with both of those teams. So don't tell me... <laughs> that LSU can't go in and win this game. Don't tell me that Brian Denny is an impossible place to win. LSU went in there in 2021 with one of the worst teams that we've ever fielded. And that game, if it wasn't for Max Johnson <laughs> throwing it, they win. Because the defense that was horrible all year only gave up 21 points, and they nearly beat them. So They showed, and if I'm not mistaken... That is the year that was, you know, after the championship and every two years after two the years. It was a disaster. It was Another the year disaster. That last year for O. He was already been fired. Didn't they get? Weren't some of these guys almost like pra, I'm going to say practice squad? They pulled almost like a, and they just to put your point to work. They show up with no talent and held them to under. Would they have? They didn't have a rushing yard for like three and a half quarters. I mean, so they can show up and do crazy shit with no talent. And that was against Bryce Young, by the way. Yes. And they shut down a team. That the were year a he won the Heisman, too. 26-point favorite. And they don't, Bama doesn't have a rushing yard late in the game. Not one. They had, I think they finished with two or something stupid. It, it was a disaster. LSU played. Should have won that game. They should have won that game. Durante Jones, defense coordinator uh, at the time. And shout out Pig Cage, the oh. defensive back that showed up. But listen, these players are right. I'm telling you, Brian Kelly is going to have these guys right there. It's not going to be like some of those less miles games where it, it just seemed like they were frozen. They couldn't do it. He's already beaten them. So essentially, you have <laughs> an opportunity to win two in a row. Right now, you've been leasing property in Atlanta for that SEC championship. Now you can own it. Time to win. Time to beat Bama. Time to send them home. Time to 
keep this train rolling into LSU to play those godforsaken jort wearing queers from Florida because they're next. Suck it, Brandon. Because they're next. <laughs> LSU's gonna take care of business this week. I truly believe that. I think the first if they get to 38 points, there's no doubt that they win. And we know that every single game they're putting up 40 points and they're gonna do it again this weekend. LSU's offensive line is completely healthy. You're going to have Emory Jones back. You've gotten Salem's heard some great, great experience the last couple of weeks playing. So you got that six lineman to go in there. You have an opportunity here to really set the tone very early in this game. And I've said this at the very beginning of the year. Alabama's going to have a hell of a time playing catch-up on teams, especially ones with explosive offenses like LSU does. Yeah, that couldn't have been put any better. <clears throat> they go down early. They go down 14 nothing, And then, you know, let's just be hypothetical here. Let's say LSU were to go up 14 nothing. You know what they're going to have to do. They know that LSU's not going to stop, so the math comes in now of the clock. Can we run the football? No, we can't. And if the game is on his shoulder, if, if the game is indeed uh, – on that Malone, what's his name? Uh, Jalen Milrow. Mil, I want to call him Milhouse. I don't. It's tough not to, but <clears throat> wrong color. But the thing is, is that that team and his ability, he may be there at one point. He's not going to come back and win you a game, especially when the other team is almost saying, "We might not even try to punt." To, we're gonna. You can probably expect some fourth down conversions. You, Foot, meet, you can expect. Pedal. There's no way that they're not. If it's fourth and two from their own 40. Pedal, meat, floor. Might be a decision because they can't, yeah. So I couldn't agree more as he sips in some brown water at a perfect time. I will tell you, I feel that if they can do this, and that's why I think, well, that's why I know I like LSU. I do see them getting ahead early and then potentially this makes this kid make some plays. Hey, we're, it's just like poker. I call, you show. So we're calling. If you can beat us, show us the cards, you win the money. I don't think he has it. So I'm hoping LSU has the same mentality. Who cares how much Bama scored? Really, Bama should, I guarantee you what they're talking about. They want to do the opposite in the beginning. We need to keep the ball away from LSU because they're going to score a lot of points and we can't. We never had Bama in that spot because when we had Burrow, they still had Tua and all those other guys. They don't have them. You don't want to get in the track meet you with this. You don't. Team. They really are going to pull out the stops to keep this a Bama-type game. And it's weird because this game never goes like this. LSU is going to try to be some MAC team, and they need to be. They're going to try to hang 60 the hard way. And Banner's going to try to not give LSU the football. I think a big chess match comes here. And then what I always talk about, and I'm going a little long, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Brian Kelly versus Nick Saban. we got to talk about this. All right, look, there's no one on this side of the room here between the drunk neighbor and I that has any delusions that Nick Saban is done and all of this shit. We don't think that. We have a lot of respect for Brian Kelly that we feel people necessarily don't have. Head coach to head coach. I do not think there's this big advantage for Alabama here. I really do not. No, the first time they ever had equal athletes, and I would actually say that Nick Saban had a better football team, better roster, LSU went out and beat him. Granted, it was at home, but nevertheless, they went and, I mean, that game, it ended with a two-point conversion. <laughs> it should have been over way before that. Yep. So I, I don't think that he's going to get out-schemed in this game. No. I think you've given Madhouse two weeks as well to prepare, knowing that you're not going to have these three cornerbacks, knowing that you're not going to have Makai Wingo. I think they're going to be ready, man. I, I, I truly do. I, I think that we've got the defense to do it, to just keep it where they are not jumping out on us. Because, I, again, I will be color me shocked if LSU gets stopped multiple times in this game. I do think that they're going to be able to score. I know Alabama's defense is good. Yeah. They've gone up against multiple good defenses. They LSU scores points. 
and they're going to score touchdowns, and they're going to be able to run the football too. They're not just going to sling it all over the yard. They have had the ability to run the football all year. And if Alabama thinks that they're going to start throwing the football on us all over the place, they have one good receiver on that team that I have seen all year that I that has stood out, and that's Jermaine Burton, mm-hmm. who should be in prison yeah. for punching a woman at two at Tennessee last year, who should be in jail, yep. but is not. So talent outweighs the baggage. So keep Sage Ryan on him. Make sure that he's not exploding on you, and you're going to be just fine. And LSU, here's my final prediction. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. 41-28. Oh. And I'm coming. <laughs> Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> See you next week, man. Yes. Thanks for joining the Sports Antidote, episode number 176, the state of Alabama versus Radrick Davis and Jaden Daniels. Is it too heavy? I don't think that it is. You have the picks. Bro Exotic is in Tennessee. Over 40 and a half on team total. Massive favorite, the Trump. What is going on in the Church of Woke? These guys are ruthless. They don't care who they align with as long as they make money. They're more like us than they think. They just don't know it. Thanks to the drug neighbor for jumping on here. What a rip. On his end, what a great show. Be sure and rate, subscribe, and review. The rate of this show's growth is solely predicated upon the interactions you're doing right now. Because we get cock-blocked on social media anyway. Reach out, touch a brother. Tell somebody about the Sports Antidote today. Keep it real. Antidotions.